Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hello and welcome. This is Brooke Volk, your host and assistant writer to Ken Vernon, the inspired author of the book and the ebook Revelation of Revelation, A Total Fraud. What you're about to hear, again, on this episode of Revelation of Revelation has never been revealed before now in audio format. like to invite you to listen in now as we introduce the program's topic on this one-of-a-kind program where it is the scriptures speaking the truth through the in-depth scripture studies of Ken Vernon. Good evening, Ken. Good evening, Brooke. And good evening, everyone. Thank you for joining us. As we continue with part two tonight, I will back up into episode number one to establish some continuity here. So here goes the top. Have you followed tradition instead of scripture? Very basic question. It sounds almost unnecessary. But as I go through this program, you will see that it is, in fact, all-encompassing. Multiple billions of human beings the world over indulge in religious activity, some on a daily basis, others on a weekly basis, and still some others at other times. It would seem that there are written instructions which they follow. From this program, once again tonight, I will show you that the practices of three religious groups that we are very familiar with in this country are actually not biblical at all, even though Zionism may appear to be so. The reason I have picked these three groups is simply because I have lived my life among them and over the last half century made it my business to learn all about their various rituals and their beliefs. They all use the book they call the Holy Bible, which they claim is the basis of all their beliefs and practices. Now, let's go with tonight's program on Zionism. Since I did Christianity last week, I know you don't want to hear that again. You can always download that. Zionism is practiced by the people who claim to be of Hebrew origin. Many of the rituals they perform can be traced back to the law of Moses. But in Isaiah 66 and verse 2, our Creator has this to say to everyone. 
To this one will I look, to him who is poor and of a contrite spirit, and trembles at my word. Sadly, most have had most have followed tradition that in, in return has led them to follow the edict of men, who they believe represents the Holy One of Israel. That, sadly, is not the case. Uh, pardon me for that pause there. I lost my place. Okay. No small wonder that is because they have followed tradition. Like all the other religious organizations on this earth, all are filled with people who were born into them. Yes, that's right. Not one ever took the time out to examine what they do. It's monkey see, monkey do, all over again. Now, if you're offended by that statement, you can hang up the phone, you can turn off the computer, you can say goodnight. But, if you are, if, however, you are the gutsy type, or salvation is your goal, let me further challenge you to follow along with me as I read from the scriptures in your own Bibles, and I will prove to you that you have also followed blindly. Always remember the scripture tells us the blind leads the blind, and both fall into the ditch. I will show you the difference between following tradition and following the words of the Almighty. As he tells us in Isaiah 66, 2, to this one will I look, to him who is poor and of a contrite spirit, and trembles at my word. We will take that position once again tonight. We will go right to his word. We will take nothing from tradition. I will begin with the law of Moses. Here once again, I challenge you to find a place in your Bible where the law of Moses was written before Mount Sinai. There was no law given before Mount Sinai. Moses was a lawgiver. The scriptures tell us just that. Not Noah, not Abraham, not Isaac, not Jacob. Save yourself some time. It's not in your Bible. But if you want to go looking, go right ahead. No law before Moses. The Old Testament proves that, and the New Testament does likewise. As a matter of fact, the New Testament very boldly says the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Messiah. Now, let us look at the specific instructions given to Moses to the children of Israel before entering the Promised Land. And I will now bring you those passages from Deuteronomy chapter 12. And I'll be using my trusty King James with the large prints to make it easy to read. Okay, here we go. These are the statutes and judgments 
which you shall observe to do in the land which the Lord God of thy fathers giveth thee to possess it all the days that you live upon the earth. Pen of Moses through the script with the scriptures. Moses continues in chapter two. You shall utterly destroy all the places wherein the nations which you shall possess serve their gods, upon the high mountains, and upon the hills, and under every green tree. And you shall overthrow their altars, break down their pillars, and burn their groves with fire. And you shall hew down the graven images of their gods, and destroy the names of them out of that place. This continues in verse 4. You shall not do so unto the Lord your God. Very important. Moses reminded them that anything that they see, that the nations who were in those in that land before them used in observation of their God, the children of Israel should not do it. Destroy everything that they ever built or laid before them all. Now, verse 5, Moses says, But unto the place which the Lord your God shall choose out of your tribes to put his name there, even unto his habitation shall you seek, and there you shall come. Specific instructions from Moses that there will be a place that will be chosen by the Almighty for them to go to observe all their religious rituals. Specifically, a designated place for worship. There are a few who realize that, that the children of Israel were given a specific place to go when it was time to worship the Creator. Uh, let's pick it up in verse 7. And there you shall eat before the Lord your God, and you shall rejoice in all that you put your hands onto, you and your household, wherein the Lord your God has blessed thee. He continues in verse 8. You shall not do after the things that we do here this day. Every man whatsoever is right in his own eyes. Notice, no one was observing any rituals, any law. Everyone was doing exactly what they chose to do. All this, that as it was, they were led up to the promised land and they were about to enter the promised land. He says, eight, we shall not do after all the things that we do here this day. Every man whatsoever is right in his own eyes. For you are not as yet come into the rest and to the inheritance which the Lord your God has given you. But when you go over Jordan and dwell in the land which the Lord your God giveth you to inherit, and when he giveth you rest from all your enemies round about, so that you dwell in safety, then there you shall there shall be a place 
which the Lord your God shall choose to cause his name to dwell there. There shall you bring all that I command you, your burnt offerings, your sacrifices, your tithes, and the heave offering of your hands, (coughs) excuse me, and all your choice vows which you vow unto the Lord. Again, for emphasis, there is a place, a designated place of worship. And Moses here, for the second time <clears throat> in uh, Deuteronomy 12, has reminded the children of Israel that that is the case. I continue. Verse 13, he says, Take heed to yourself that you not you offer not your burnt offerings in any place, in every place that you see. <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. But in the place which the Lord shall choose in one of your tribes, there you shall offer your burnt offerings, there you shall do all that I command you. Again, Moses reiterates, you will go to that specific place to do all that they are commanded to do. Verse 17. Thou mayest not eat within thy gates the tithe of thy corn, or of thy wine, or of thy oil, or the first things of thy herds, or of thy flock, nor any of thy vows which thou vowest, nor thy freewill offerings, or heave offerings of thine, <coughs> excuse me, of thine. But you must eat them before the Lord your God once again, in the place which the Lord your God shall choose, you, your son, your daughter, your male and female servants, and the Levite that is within your gates. And you shall rejoice before the Lord your God in all that you put your hands on to do. And he reminds them at this point, (coughs) excuse me, take heed, that you do not forget the Levite who lives among you. We continue. Verse 21. If the place which the Lord thy God has chosen to put his name, there, to put his name there, be too far from you, then you shall kill of thy herd and of thy flock which the Lord your God has given you, as I have commanded you, and you shall eat <clears throat> in thy gates whatsoever thy soul lusted after. And he goes on to specify some animals, the clean animals here. Verse 23, he says, Only be sure that you eat not the blood, for the blood is the life, and that you may not, thou mayest not eat the life with the flesh. Let me continue here. Pick it up. In verse 28, he says, Observe and hear all these words which I command you, that it may go well with you and with your children after you forever. Notice that? Forever. 
when you do that which is good and right in the sight of the Lord your God. When the Lord your God shall cut off the nations from before you, whither you go to possess them, and you should succeed them and dwell in the land. Take heed to thyself that you are not snared by following after them. After that, they be destroyed from before thee, and that thou inquire not after their God, saying, How oh, did these nations serve their God? Even so will I do likewise. Verse 31, he says, You shall not do so unto the Lord your God. For every abomination to the Lord which he hates have they done unto their gods. For even their sons and their daughters they have burnt in the fire to their gods. A treacherous, evil, religious system that is of total pagan origin. And here Moses is warning the children of Israel, do not follow them. Do not do those things. And finally here, in verse 32, here's what Moses writes. What things soever I command you, observe to do it. You shall not add thereto, nor diminish from it. Very specific instructions once again. From the Almighty, to his servant Moses, to the children of Israel, so that they would worship him in spirit and in truth, according to his edict. Now, there are many today who still follow some of those practices. I don't know about the burning of the children, but many of the heathen practices of yesterday are found today in many of our mainstream religious groups. They are not aware that that's the name, that's the place of the origin of those things. For example, Easter worship, Easter sunrise service comes from the worship of Baal. The the headdress that you see that is worn by the priest in the Roman Catholic Church are Baal regalia. They are Baal headdress. They are round. They are designed to show this replica of the sun when they bow before Baal on Easter sunrise morning. Sadly, the children of Israel also at one time indulge in that practice. Now, as far as the folks who follow the law of Moses today who are of of the belief that those laws that were given to Moses were should be continued, they have been sadly mistaken. They have forgotten that right there in Deuteronomy 12, it tells everyone that you must go to the designated place of worship. You cannot do so in your own homes. Once again, I will reinforce that for you from Deuteronomy chapter 16. And it goes as follows. Observe the month of Abib and keep the Passover unto the Lord your God. 
For in the month of Abib, the Lord your God brought you forth out of Egypt by night. Thou shalt therefore sacrifice the Passover unto the Lord their God, the Lord your God, of the flock and of the herd. Once again, here it comes. In the place which the Lord shall choose to place his name there. Once again, it's reiterated for the benefit of all so that everyone understands that you must go to that designated place of worship. Now I'll take you down to verse 5. And it reads, Thou mayest not sacrifice the Passover within any of thy gates, which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Verse 6, once again, But at the place which the Lord your God shall choose to place his name in. There thou shalt sacrifice the Passover at even, at the going down of the sun, at the season that thou camest forth out of Egypt. Once again, the scriptures clearly in, instructs the children of Israel. You cannot keep Passover in your house. You cannot keep Passover in anybody's house. You not a, <coughs> excuse me. You cannot observe any of those holy days in your homes. You must go to the place that he shall choose to place his name there. Now, here is what's very alarming about all this. Multiple millions, as I said before, worship, go to worship services, and the like, all over this world, following tradition. Here's what the people who observe those days, those holy days, don't realize. What they do is actually of absolutely no value. The place, the designated place of worship was torn down in the year, in the year, eighty seventy, by the Roman army. The second temple that was built after the Babylonian exile was totally destroyed. The priests who were also there, the Levite, to administer the Torah, they were also violently removed by death. If you don't believe it, you can go to Wikipedia, the Free Encyclopedia, and read all about Josephus' account of the first century when Jerusalem was sacked by the Roman armies. Totally destroyed. Observe, if you will, that temple has not been replaced. It, no one has dared to rebuild it. Until the Jews returned to Israel in 1948, the very few Jews that were still in the land did not, could not, build a temple. Neither has the group that's in there now for the last 50 years. They cannot rebuild that temple. They're not in compliance with the Almighty. He destroyed that temple and very shortly Israel will once again 
come under attack. This is the 50th year since the Jews returned to Jerusalem and took back that land. But they are unable to rebuild that temple. So that place of worship is not is no long is still not available to anyone. It cannot be rebuilt. The Creator has prevented that from happening. Now, if you believe or don't believe all those scriptures, I have two scriptures to share with you. In Malachi 3.10, the scripture says, Bring ye all the tithes into my house, that there might be meat in my barn. That house is not there. No one can bring any tithes into it. Absolutely no one. And also, the priests who were placed there to administer the law are no longer there. So no one can follow those instructions from the, from the pen of Malachi. I'll share another scripture with you. That is how astounding that is when you follow tradition instead of scripture. One more scripture before I quit. I'll share with you from Exodus 31. And I will turn there very quickly. So that you will once again see that it's impossible for anyone to follow those instructions. Uh, Exodus 31. Uh, I'll pick it up in verse 12. The Lord spoke unto Moses, saying, Speak you also unto the children of Israel, saying, Verily, my Sabbath you shall keep. For it is a sign between me and you throughout your generations that you may know that I am the Lord that does sanctify you. He says, six days may work be done, but in the seventh day, in the, in the seventh, is the Sabbath of rest, holy to you. Whosoever doeth any work in the Sabbath day he shall surely be put to death. Now, I ask you, do you know anyone who has ever been put to death for not observing the Sabbath day? I'll bet your answer is no. A great big no. Because the Levite, the priest, is no longer here. We are not in the land of Israel. We're not in the promised land. And the law of Moses is not the law of the land. Not even in Israel today. Can these instructions be followed? Because the priests have been totally removed. As he told the prophet Hosea, he says the priests should keep knowledge. But you have rejected knowledge. And I will also reject you from being priest to me. You shall be no priest to me, and I shall also forget your children. So once again, we have a system of worship that's been followed by tradition for centuries, which are totally meaningless because people will follow people. 
And the Creator has this to say to us all from a prophet Jeremiah. Curse be the man who puts his trust in man. Over to you, Brooke. Thank you. You've been listening to Ken Vernon, a biblical scholar of 50-plus years. And we have a website, revelationofrevelation.com, where you can go to get further information and also information about the book or ebook, if you will. We did have a guest tonight uh, on the chat board. The Indian Summer is their chat board name. If you do have any questions, and if it's not on this program or in any of the programs you happen to listen to and the archived versions, please contact Ken directly and the information is there on the website. This is the unique part about this program. It is one unlike any other that you've ever heard. The scriptures that are erroneous and those that are to be left in the scriptures For most of us, we can't decipher. But my part of this whole program of Revelation of Revelation goes back so many years that Canada in the church, and then also for many, many hours after in discussing scriptures, what we would still determine as a a Bible study, if you will, in our, our home, mostly in Ken's home, and in other uh, acquaintances' homes. Did all see the light? Of course not. And there is no religious organization on planet Earth that we know of who can say that we've got it right. And we are not trying to say that we have it right, but the scriptures have it right. And we have a gentleman by the name of Ken who is able to pick them out. And that's what his gift has been. And scripture teaching about the erroneous scriptures that the man traditions put into your particular Bible are the ones that are quite difficult to pick out. But with Ken and his mind, he's able to pick out and he's able to see where scripture reveals the truth. Another thing in my part, I've always asked for simplicity in all my asking You know, you seek, you knock, the door is open to you, Uh, all prayer is answered if you just ask. Well, one of the other things that always bothered me, no matter what church or organization, even before I had no dealings in uh, responsible Bible-seeking truth when you were a youngster, I felt that the people did the same thing week in, week out. Same scriptures, same songs, same rote their doctrines and creeds, and I knew inside there was something telling me this cannot be right. And a lot of things people zone out on within minutes of a sermon starting, for example. Why do you think that is? If a creator has created us to seek the truth, and the truth shall set us free. So I ask for simplicity. That's me. I just needed to understand it. Well, that's when people are brought together of like mind to other people, and that's how this whole program started. Some of my gifts that I might have and that I don't, and Ken does, and others who have brought an intelligent education in scriptures past 25 years, thank you. For the talk show, people 
you don't know how convenient this is for us to spread the word. For the minority, meaning most people are not seeking the truth of Scripture through what the Creator has provided for us. They're seeking just how to get through tomorrow and their financial obligations. And I know that's a big problem for many. I'm going to give you a prayer that I repeat often. It is of a unique and different prayer, very simplistic, and it's good for any whatever your beliefs are. As long as you believe that you uh, were created, and there is a creator, of course. And see if you've heard anything like this in a prayer. My Father, in the celestial heavens, holy, loving, and merciful, thank you for the privilege of being part of your creation and the object of your divine soul's love and most tender care. My will is that I become at one with you and partake of the great love bestowed upon me through your mercy. It is your divine love that I seek and I desire. I pray that you will open my soul to the inflowing of your love, and then will come the Holy Spirit to bring into my soul your divine love in greater abundance. I seek your divine love until that time that I'm transformed into your very essence then will come to me such faith as will cause me to know that I am one of your children, one with you in very substance and not in image only. My Father, the giver of every good and perfect gift, only I alone could prevent your love from changing me into a mortal. I come to you in faith and earnest aspiration, knowing that your love will never be withheld from me. Help me to overcome the temptations of the flesh and the negative influences that would endeavor to turn my thoughts away from you. Trusting in your love, I give you all the glory. I give you all the honor and love that my finite soul can give. Well, that's refreshing. That you have not heard repeated over and over again. Mainly, uh, you ask and it is given. So that's my simplicity message for of the program. Uh, Indian Summer, thank you for being part of the program. Remember, after a few minutes, uh, the program will be part of our archives. And if you haven't already, you can go back and browse how many episodes in the 80s that we have now. And we look forward to hearing your questions or your thoughts or ideas. Mr. Vernon will get an email shot right back to you with uh, answers to your questions. That's simplicity. Ken, that's going to do it for me. Okay, Brooke. All right. Let's bid everybody a good night until our episode. This is Ken Vernon, and along with Brooke Folk, saying good night. Good night. Are you, are you taking any questions? Sure. Go ahead. I haven't uh, pressed the end button yet. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. No, that's well, okay. I, just, Go. I have a. I have several questions. Go in ahead. Episode eight, in episode eighty-three, when um, Ken said God is not worshipped with human hands, is that just really referring to what human hands can build? And my second question is exactly how should we worship since we don't, we're not going to church, we're not into any of that, you know, social gathering stuff. Is it just through meditation and prayer? That's okay. Uh, legitimate questions. What it says, man 
<clears throat> that God is not worshipped with man's hands, that was the Apostle Paul reiterating what he heard from uh, Stephen in that sermon in the days when the temple was still standing in Jerusalem. And I'm sure you know that temple was torn down and was never rebuilt. The Apostle Paul told the Stoics on Mars Hill in, in Greece that they were worshiping the God, the unknown God, that he is proclaiming to them, and they were doing so in ignorance because he is not found in man-made temples. You can't go to a temple to worship him. If you recall from the Messiah's ministry, he told his disciples, where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there in the midst of them. In other words, we do not need any building, we do not need any priests, we do not need any people from any religious organized body in order to worship the Creator. If you go to Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 5, or 512, whichever it is, you will, you will see that the Apostle Paul read the first century congregation the right act for that study he said to them he says when the time that you should be teachers you still yet need someone to teach you fundamentals because they were lazy they were not studying and the purpose of study as messiah told his the people who followed him to continue in his word is so that you can come to the place of the knowledge of the truth and you can share that with others which is exactly what we do at this program. We are not beholden to any religious group. It's just Brooke and I, <laughs> two people. We assemble in his name and we share his truth. All biblical instructions so that we worship him in spirit and in truth. And if you would like more information on that, Go to our website, revelationofrevelation.com, and you'll be shocked at the various articles that you will find there that will point you to biblical truths with the scriptures to go right along with them. And if you need more information, you can simply go to contact and ask me any question you like. Thank you. Thank you, Indian Summer, and Indian Puppy also. I hear him in the background. Sorry about that. <laughs> Not a problem. <laughs> <laughs> he, too, is seeking the truth. <laughs> All right. Sometimes we learn from our pets more than we do from our fellow humans, so that's cute. All right. Thank you for participating in tonight's program. And now we'll bid everyone good night, Ken. Good night. Good night again. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.